Hey, this is Brian Alvarez, and this is today's edition of the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the 8 Side Network. Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Let's get it on. How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, New Pacific 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific 6 Eastern, Saturday mornings with the Jim Valley, 10 a.m. Pacific 1 Eastern, and Sundays with Andrew Zarian. And it is Tuesday on this show. We've got lots to talk about here today. Tonight, NXT, the follow-up to Deadline. And we have a number of matches announced for the show, as well as the start of the 2023 Men's Breakout Tournament. I hope they wrestle better than they cut promos. I can say that much. Also got the return of Nikita Lyons and more. We'll tell you about that today. Plus, tomorrow's Winter is Coming, Arlington, Texas. Number of matches announced for the show. The Von Ericks are going to be there and more. Yesterday, of course, was Monday Night Raw, and they set up two tag team championship matches for next week's show. And, of course, uh, the week after is going to be a best-of show. So next week's Raw is the final Raw of the year. And I feel that uh, because it's the final show of the year, it's the holiday season, I think we are going to have a tag team title change one way or the other. We also got a lot of other shows. The Ring of Honor show coming up on Friday. The Wrestle Kingdom show coming up at the beginning of the new year. Got notes on Seth Rollins. CM Punk working house shows. Who's his opponent? We've got the ratings from this past week. Collision Rampage and Tribute to the Troops. And, of course, as we wrap up today, the world-famous Raw Report. So a lot to get into. You can text us today, 425-780-7566. That is 425-780-7566. I am F4WOnline at gmail.com, as well as F4WOnline on Threads, Instagram, and Cameo. And you can check out my ex at Brian Alvarez on the former Twitter. Back in a moment, Observer Live. Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? Quick Cash Offer can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents and risking your safety by showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your home to foreclosure. If you have any equity in your home, we will buy it and give you cash within days, all in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call Quick Cash Offer now before the economy gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just don't want to get the cash you need today. 800-788-1495. That's 800-788-1495.
Hey, airline travelers, let's say you have a problem and you need to change or cancel an existing airline reservation. What do you do? Well, Skywatch is a free service that can help anyone with any airline reservation fix it. Whether you want to cancel it, change your dates, or add passengers, we can help fix your airline reservations so you get exactly what you need. We've updated our computer database and now have access to every airline around the globe. So now you can make one phone call, regardless of who booked your airline ticket, and we'll change it, cancel it, and fix it for you. We know the insider secrets to fixing reservations that the airlines don't want you to know about. So if you need to cancel, change, or modify an existing airline reservation, call Skywatch right now. It's a free call, so let us fix it for you. 855-325-5647. 855-325-5647. That's 855-325-5647. This is a true sad story for ADT, the leader in home security systems. My favorite dog, Oliver, was stolen from our garage recently. If I had a camera system installed in my home from ADT, I would have known exactly what car possibly pulled up in my driveway and stole my little friend. If I had a security system from ADT, my dog would still be here. I called ADT this weekend, and they're coming out in a few days to install a camera and a new security system. Unfortunately, it's a little too late for me. Listen, protect everyone you love in your family. Call ADT now. Have them come out and give you a quote to install a full security system in your home. Don't let it be too late for you. Call right now. Paid for by the Home Security Hotline. 800-361-3491. That's 800-361-3491. are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Well, tonight, you know it's everybody's favorite show. We've got NXT. And uh, to be honest, it ain't much of a lineup here. Eddie Thorpe will be facing Dijak. It should be fine. We have Lash Legend, Oro Mensa, and Noam Dar versus Fallon Henley, Josh Briggs, and Brooks Jensen. Don't really have high hopes for that one. We've got the 2023 Men's Breakout Tournament beginning, which, uh, you know, when they did the Women's Breakout Tournament, I mean, I couldn't handle two Women's Breakout matches on the single show. Like, one's plenty. I'm sure it's going to be the same thing with the men. It's one thing to watch green people have matches once a week. I can tolerate that. Twice on one show? I don't know about that one. Brothers. And Nikita Lyons will make an appearance. She's back. So, uh, that's not much of a lineup at all. What kind of combination do you think we're going to get in that men's uh, breakout tournament match there? Bro, I haven't even looked at the names. I heard the the promos. I was like, oh, my God. There's Miles Bourne. There's Oba Femi, Oba and there's Femi, that bloke that uh, that uh, what's her face has a crush on Luca Cristofino or whatever. No, that's the lawyer. Lawyer, who actually appeared for a couple of shows a while back as oh, yeah, a lawyer. The chase you guy, the chase you guy who uh, girlfriends got a crush on. Yeah, I forget. 
Anyway, who cares? It's it's a show. They better wow me tonight. We're coming off that great Iron Survivor Challenge show. Come on. See what Trick's got to say. Then we got winners coming tomorrow. Arlington, Texas. We've got three Continental Classic matches. We have John Moxley versus Swerve, which should be a bloodbath. A bloodbath. We have Roosh versus Jay Lethal. We have Jay White versus Mark Briscoe. And we have Riho versus Ruby Soho. Hangman versus Roderick Strong. We will hear from Samoa Joe. We will hear from Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho. And yes, the Von Erich family returns to Texas. And I hear they're actually returning to Texas. They're moving from uh, Hawaii. Can't imagine. Why would you go that way? Should be going the other way. But anyway, that's the lineup for Winter is Coming. And uh, we can look at the ticket sales here from Wrestle uh, Ticks. Winter is Coming right now is at uh, 3,000 tickets. And uh, the last time they were there, well, it was Final Battle. That doesn't really count. 2,600. So they're up from the last time. But they've sold uh, 98 tickets in the last day. So I think they're going to finish right around 3,200 would be my guess. Maybe 3,300. But that's uh, Winter is Coming. That is the show. Mm, looks like uh, no audio has arrived, at least on my end of things, which which kind of stinks here. But I'll I'll try to figure this out here. But Lucha Blog, you Cubs mean no fan, video? No video here. Yes, okay. uh, Lucha Blog made a really. It looks good... like you're being punched in the face by a kangaroo or something like that. <laughs> Lucha Blog made a good point when it came to Tony having his. ROH press conference right now that's going on. But he says, you know, this is a free question for anybody. Last time you swung through Texas, you brought in CML All-Star and Mystico, and tickets seemed to move well after. This time, there's only a commander in a six-way. Was there any consideration to using more Mexican talent on this show? And I kind of have that question, too, actually, kind of seeing the way that things have worked out here, because Mystico did draw so many people. You know, why didn't they? Or or what was the, I wonder what the mentality here is to not have anybody on the show, even to draw them for a dark match or something like that. I do not have an answer for you. But I do know that we have the lineup for Final Battle, which I believe is coming up Friday. Is that right? This coming Friday, I think December. Yes. yes this coming, uh, this coming Friday. And uh, I do believe that the women are going to be headlining the show. I think it is uh, Athena and uh, Billy Starks for the title. And, yes, December 15th. And uh, what? What's going on? What's today, the 12th? Yeah. Good Lord. I don't know if WrestleTix has an update since uh, December 8th. But on December 8th, the show was set up for 3,700 and they were at 1,056. Aye. Well, maybe you could have used some Latin American talent on that show as well, too. All right. If there's uh, an update since uh, December 8th, can somebody send it to me? Because uh, that's that's pretty distressing right there. So anyway, the lineup is Athena versus Billy Starks for the Ring of Honor world title. We have a survival of the fittest six-way elimination match to crown a new television champion. 
Dalton Castle, Commander Lee Moriarty, Lee Johnson, Kyle Fletcher, and TBD. We've got Keith Lee versus Shane Taylor. And we have Ethan Page versus Tony Nese in an I Quid match. Now, December 8th, they did add John Moxley, Claudio, and Brian Danielson versus FTR and Mark Briscoe. So my guess is that they are well above 1,000 right now. But I'm going to uh, I'm gonna see if I can get an update. And uh, we'll find out. Because uh, you would think that match would move a fair number of tickets. That's what I would think. So that's Final Battle coming up on Friday. And then uh, Wrestle Kingdom is coming up. We've got uh, the card for the show after the uh, this past weekend. Sonata versus Naito for the IWGP World Heavyweight title. The Okada-Danielson match. God forbid Danielson can make it there. We have got Will Ospreay, John Moxley, and David Finley, who will, in fact, be fighting for the IWGP Global Heavyweight Championship. We'll get to that in a moment. Mm. Hiromu will defend the junior title against El Desperado. We have Goto and Yoshihashi versus Hikaleo and El Fantasmo. And it says here for both titles. Yes. So it doesn't say that it's necessarily a unification match. It is, God, yes. it is for both titles, which means, you know, they could, uh, you know, the winners could defend one set of titles on one show, the other set on the other show. But no. now it is just for both titles. Good. We have Merge got them, please. Clark Connors and Drilla Maloney versus TJP and Francesco Akira. We've got Zack Sabre Jr. versus Hiroshi Tanahashi for the television title and Shingo versus Tamatanga. Now, this new belt, this new belt, New Japan released a statement from Naoki Sugabayashi, NWJPW, NJPW chairman, who says... The IWGP U.S. Heavyweight Championship came into being in July 2017 to mark New Japan's first major event in the United States in Long Beach. After its introduction, it became the symbol of New Japan competition in the U.S. In the years that followed, the title will be defended in Japan, becoming familiar to Japanese fans as well. However, with the introduction of the U.K. Championship this summer, there was confusion among fans as to the status of the title. Maybe you shouldn't have what? created a new title. With they that in mind... They didn't. It was an angle for Osprey. They never actually created a title. With that in mind, Naoki Sugabayashi says, The new championship combines and adds to the U.S. and U.K. championship roles. It will be called the IWGP Global Heavyweight Championship. As it has already been discussed in recent business strategy presentation... New Japan is working to ensure that 2024 sees our presence grow, not just in the U.K. and the U.S., but throughout of Europe, the rest of Asia, and Oceania. Oceania. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway. Oceania. That's, that's the name of that. Hey, uh, uh, that's another story for another day. Yeah. Kind of ties into that. But uh, anyway, they got it's a new t- title. It's today. You sure? We yeah. got time. Hey, listen, the holidays are coming. We could have nothing to talk about. So Moxley, Will Ospreay, and David Finley yeah. will be fighting to determine the first IWGP Global Heavyweight Championship. And then at the end, Naoki Sugabayashi says, thank you. And I thank you as well, and we'll be right back. Observer Live.
You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. How do you say you pronounce that? Oceana. That's not how it's spelled at all. There's a lot of words. That it's so it's Oceania. 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 It's not Oceania. It's not Ozembic. It's Oceana. Not you think it is. Oceania. Yes. You know what this reminds me of? I'll tell the story now. Good. I've mentioned this many times. My best friend growing up was Chris Walla, Death Cab for Cutie. And uh, I, the first memory I have of this little bugger was uh, we started off on a bad, on bad footing. We were in, uh, I think it was like, probably, it'd probably have to be second grade, maybe. I think I remember it was first, but it might have been second. But, you know, there were all of the, uh, we were looking at the map, trying to learn where everything was at. And the, uh, the teacher points, she goes, who knows what this is? And I, I raised my hand. I said, I got it. She goes, yes, Brian. I said, that's the, that's the, uh, the Pacific Akeen. And Chris Walla pipes up and goes, it's not Akeen, it's Ocean. And I was like, and then, and then, yes, might have been on the playground or whatever. He, uh, and this is this is ironic, actually. This is incredibly ironic. If you listen to the Filthy Tom show, he called me Brine Shrimp because there is such a thing as a Brine Shrimp, and my name was Brian, and I was small. He called me Brine Shrimp. So man, I had enough of that guy. And so I went home, and I said, uh, I said, Mom, can you look in this? Because we had a student directory back then. It was on, on paper. It had everyone's phone number in it. I said, can you, uh, can you look up Chris Walla's mother's phone number? Yo. I was mad. And I called his mother. And I said. Wait, she did it for you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What do you think she's going to do? I wanted to call his mother and have a talk. Maybe, like, sit you down and, you know, explain some things to you. I called her up and I said, you know, your son's been bugging me at school. He keeps calling me brine shrimp and I don't like it. He's bullying me. And uh, I wouldn't call it bullying. It's just he was annoying me. So anyway, uh, we actually, that's how we became friends when I called his mother. And you grew up and decided to be just like him, apparently. Yep. So anyway, you really learned something there. So here we are. I'm now 48. I I don't know how to pronounce o o o whatever it's called. It's, Ocean. And it's not Oceania. It's probably Okinia is what it should be pronounced. It's not Okinia. Okinia. There's no Q there. Like quinoa. That's a Q. I hope that's how you pronounce that. <laughs> Kumquat. Come. Well, that's a little easier. I got a lot. Seth Rollins could become a free agent next year. His WWE contract is said to expire in June of 2024, Fightful reported on Monday. Two sides have not spoken about a possible extension. WWE is expected to make re-signing the 37-year-old a top priority. Becky Lynch's contract also believed to expire around June of 2024. Signed a new deal in 2021. Time she spent on maternity leave not expected to be tacked on the length of her contract. Well, oh, that's mighty nice. We'll see about that now, won't we? Oh, man. We'll see about that. Jesus. I would expect yeah. both to resign. I would be flabbergasted if otherwise. I would figure as much. What is going on in your forums since I have no idea most of the time and you have all of the idea all of the time? What is going on with 
Jack Perry and Seth Rollins, and if you what? already have a Jack Perry, do you need a Seth Rollins? Jack Perry and Seth Rollins? Yeah. Look, I saw Jeff Hawkins post something in today's thread on Wrestling Observer Live, and I've seen other talk in there that there is a debate over if Seth Rollins is available, do you sign him? Because does it give you anything more than what you have with Jack Perry already? Which seems insane what? to me. Yeah, that, what? that seems to be one of the insane things going on in, in, in your forum right now. Brother, it ain't my forum, and I refuse yeah, to even discuss <laughs> yes, it this is. situation here. <laughs> CM Punk will be in action when WWE's Holiday House Show Tour comes to L.A. later this month. Kia Forum in Inglewood, California announced that Punk will face. Anybody know? Who's he going to face? Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. Guess. Seth? Please. I don't know. Dominic Mysterio, the hardest working man in WWE. Actually, that's pretty cool. That'll yes. be good. Yes. Someone with the Miz. <laughs> hey, hey, LA, A County. Punk hasn't that's wrestled an any matches since returning at Survivor Series. He made two appearances on Raw, one on SmackDown, one on Deadline. Officially joined the Raw roster. Oops, that's a spoiler for the world famous Raw report. And likely Punk and Seth Rollins at WrestleMania 40. So he is not going to finish Cody's story. This person here notes that uh, well, Punk wrestling in L.A. for sure a plot to play bigger audience than AEW did a month prior in the same building. I don't think they need Punk there for that, but I'm sure that that's part of a lot of things. It's going to be interesting to see how they build up... Uh... One who is going to win the Rumble, I would assume that it is Cody and makes his decision, but it's going to be interesting to see how Punk and Seth react to each other because surely that is going to be, if not the main event of one of those nights, certainly is uh, going to be the semi-main event if they decide to go with the women on top with Rhea and however they decide to do that. Oh, we got some... Uh... I'm doing something else while you're talking. Okay. Want me to just continue on here? Sure, yeah. All right. Well, there's been a lot of talk on Wrestling Observer Radio over who would be the Wrestler of the Year in Japan, and that person is not Will Ospreay. Tokyo Sports has voted Tetsuya Naito as the most well, valuable player. Well, of course they player. did. Well, of course they did. And the Fighting Spirit Award? Poor Sonata, by the way. <laughs> that poor bloke. Well, <laughs> the Fighting Spirit Award went to Keno and... Honestly, you could argue that Keno is the Japanese MVP, whether you include Will Ospreay or not, because what you have to remember with Will Ospreay is, yes, he has had a number of great matches in Japan, but he's also had a large number of the great matches people are talking about this year outside of Japan. And frankly, the match with Omega, as great as it was, didn't really mean anything to New Japan's business. Obviously, interest and things like that, but when it came to their core everyday stuff, it actually didn't have an effect. So uh, I'm not surprised that this happened. I'm a little surprised it was Naito uh, as opposed to Keno. But, yeah, as you mentioned, it kind of sucks to be Sonata. And things have not worked out at all with the way they be, they may have wanted it to. Mm. I remember talking about that uh, Sonata earlier this year. And... Mm-hmm. And chastised for. It. Anyway, what I was doing was not playing Angry Birds, but well, you, uh, you, you weren't right. We're gonna we're gonna re uh, we're gonna redo a lot of this studio, everybody. I know some of you don't care, but it's the holidays. What else do we have to talk about? What ratings? Some people are complaining about Mike's mic right now. 
Well, we're gonna uh, we're gonna get rid of some of this older technology that uh, a while ago was, um, you know. Are you back now? Yeah, it did. It was state of the art about uh, 15 years ago, but now it's a little bit behind the times. So it's going to make life a lot easier for everybody that's going via remote. Hopefully, it'll uh, sound as good or better. And uh, okay, Gray, what does that mean for me? Since we're doing this on air right now, how does this affect me? You're going to get rid of that stupid tie line. Is what you're going to get rid of. Okay. You're just going to need your mic and your scarlet and your laptop. That'll be it. Much I have easier. a very old computer, so just remember that. Well, does it go? Barely. All right, well, let's see what goes on. All right, well, let's talk about these ratings, everybody's favorite. All right. There's not much to talk about. Collision actually did uh, fine against the uh, deadline show. 455,000, which is up 0.9% uh, from the previous week. Highest audience since October 28th. And the best viewership the show has ever done, winning the same day as a WWE or NXT premium live event. Collision did a .14 and 18 to 49. Same rating they did last week as well. And the second highest rating they've done since September 16th. So, uh, fine number for uh, Collision. Which, by the way, hey, everybody, it's taped. Mm. <laughs> this last time they did a tape show, it did poorly. And everyone goes, see? <laughs> Even though there was, like, massive competition. Well, this time it was taped, and there was an NXT show head-to-head, and uh, they did fine. So it doesn't matter if it's live or taped. No, not in most cases, no. Although I guess if you wanted to have an excuse, considering that there was no football, you kind of maybe you could have dragged some drama into things. Now, as much as this number was good, come next week with the NFL running all day on Saturday – who knows how it's going to be. And then the week after that, you have uh, the, the pay-per-view, so there won't be anything there. So I, I don't know. It's it's going to be a rough road to hoe here with the holidays and with the NFL facing you as well. So I guess be happy with this because you, you may not make it back to that for a while. And we got a Rampage, 341,000 viewers and a point one two. What are you talking about, DJ? I said the tape show could hurt. And it wasn't even me. It was somebody else that pointed out that it's taped, and there's there's tournament matches. And so if somebody has to choose between NXT and Collision, they'll probably choose NXT because, hey, it's taped. I didn't make any bets. I wasn't convinced of it. I said it was possible. Anyway. Yeah. With those NXT ratings dropping a little bit, now maybe we can say NXT's in the mud. They can't even knock AEW down anymore on Saturdays. You think Michael Booble, I'm going to listen to you? Not a chance. And anyway, uh, Tribute to the Troops did uh, 2.4 million viewers on Fox, up 16%. 0.63 in 18 to 49, up 7%. Thanks, Phil. Well, to be honest... Oh, Brian hates Phil. I don't hate Phil. But the fact of the matter is, Phil did have the highest segment on the show, but, like, just barely. Uh, There were, like, four or five segments that did really, really well on SmackDown involving various people, L.A. Knight, Randy Orton, et cetera, et cetera. So, anyway, I don't care if he hates me. He ain't the only guy. Back in a moment with the world-famous Raw Report, Observer Live.
Wendy's new breakfast two for $3 Biggie bundles let you create your own delicious combo. Choose from a sausage biscuit, egg and cheese biscuit, small seasoned potatoes, and a medium hot coffee. But it's obvious which combo's the best. Sausage biscuit and small seasoned potatoes. Well, maybe it's the fresh cracked egg and cheese biscuit with a medium hot coffee. Or two savory sausage biscuits. Uh, whichever you pick, you can't go wrong. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's new two for $3 Biggie bundles. Limited time only. U.S. price of participation may vary. Not valid in a combo. Single item at regular price. Has your heater or air conditioner busted? Appliance broken? Computer crashed? Then you need an ARW home warranty. Home system and appliance repairs and replacements can cause stress and cost you thousands of dollars per year. With an A-plus BBB rating and a top-rated home warranty company on Consumer Affairs and Trustpilot, ARW Home provides superior service, featuring the industry's lowest service call fee. ARW Home has warranty plans that cover your kitchen and laundry appliances, heating and air conditioning systems, electrical and plumbing systems, and much more. Plus, ARW has partnered with Azurian to protect your new and used tablets, laptops, TVs, and other home tech from accidental damage and wear and tear. All plans come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. 800-867-6917. 800-867-6917. That's 800-867-6917. We all love children, and many of us have an old car, truck, or van in the driveway. Find the Children has a great way for you to put your unwanted vehicle to good use. Keep listening. Every year, thousands of kids go missing. Trust me, it's a parent's worst nightmare. When a child goes missing, every moment counts, and you need all of the help you can get. Find the Children is a nonprofit organization dedicated to locating missing children and bringing them home safely. You can help support their mission by donating your car, truck, van or SUV. A towing company will come and pick up your car for free, running or not, and the donation of your car is tax deductible. Your help is providing the funds they need to continue their services. Call now, donate your old vehicle to find the children and get free pickup. Here's the number. 800-670-7830-800-670-7830-800-670-7830. That's 800-670-7830. Are you looking for a guilt-free holiday season? Check out 100calsnacks.com. With 100% natural ingredients and no sugar added, these snacks are low in carbs, but high in protein and fiber, and absolutely delicious. You'll get a kick out of the chocolate brownies with ashwagandha, and use code NOGUILT for 25% off your order. That's the number 100calsnacks.com. Get the energy boost you need with a potent dose of superfood for just 100 calories. That's 100calsnacks.com. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. I'm Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Should note, go to my Twitter, my ex, at Brian Alvarez. Sticky there at the top is the first of four guest host spots for the Brian and Vinny show or the Filthy show. Or Observer Live. You can take your pick. Whatever show you want. And uh, all proceeds go to Whale Scout, registered at 501c3. If you need a couple of tax write-offs for the end of the year, have I got a great one for you. It's at uh, $1,400 so far. And uh, as noted, all of that goes to buy trees and mulch and plants and 
today a bunch of zip ties, a bunch of other stuff as well. Wait, so, zip ties? Yeah. A lot of stuff that needs to be done when you're uh, restoring habitat, Mike. Mm. You know? So anyway, uh, go to the habitat. would very much appreciate uh, everybody who has uh, donated and will donate in the future. It's a lot of fun. I've had a lot of uh, great friends join us over the years. So you could be the next one. So get your uh, bid in. I think we've got a couple of days left on this one. Three days and four hours left. So uh, let's, uh, let's raise some money, everybody. How much to co-host Wrestling Observer Radio? There is no amount of money. Let's talk about Raw. And oh, but with Jey Uso coming down to the ring. He's very, exci- he's very excited that he got Yeet back. Because, of course, uh, another indie wrestler owned Yeet. And they very quickly got that. So he can be Yeety again. And so he uh, talks about Sami Zayn being out of action. Yeety, I'm in. Called, uh, said he had a partially torn meniscus. Which may be real. But Sami Zayn was taking time off one way or the other. He's going to be gone for a couple of months, it looks like. And uh, then Drew came out. And Drew, first off, says, I know that Punk's got to make his decision tonight. He says, Aldis, you can have him. This guy will destroy this place from the inside out. Everybody booed. Drew says, do you know him? I do. I travel the world with him. I know how this story ends. But, hey, it's not about him. Let's talk about Sammy. He got done taken out. Because he talked about my family. And he says, how many of you, if somebody uh, hurt your family and did not apologize for it, how many of you would be happy with that? And Jace, he's heard enough of this. By the way, he still has not apologized to Drew. So it's Drew McIntyre and Jey Uso. And long match. Went through two commercial breaks. Uh, Jay hits the, uh, kicks out of the future shock. Drew takes off a corner pad, tries to Claymore, gets speared. The ref goes to put the corner pad back on, like he's got a bunch of zip ties, and ends up with Drew raking the eyes of Jay and then Claymore and pin him. It was a good match. Near falls at the end were good. And that's, that's, uh, Drew moving up to get a world championship match on the first Raw of 2024. Day one Raw. No longer a pay-per-view. Now just a Raw. Nakamura did a promo, and he essentially said, I have been reborn thanks to you. I must bring your story to an end. And always remember that you asked for this. He says he's the real nightmare. Oh, Cody. Yeah. What'd I say? Nobody. No. Finn yelled at J.D. and Dom. He says, man, Rhea and I are gone for one week and the wheels are falling off the wagon. You guys lost last week. Dom lost the North American title. And Priest says, yeah, you know what? Losing sucks, but you know what else sucks? Not showing up for the show. And he says, Finn and I, we're not going to take the creeds lightly. And Rhea says, you know, it seems you're the leader. And uh, saying you're the leader is much easier than being the leader, isn't it? And Priest is mad. And he starts chewing her out. And Finn in the background is giggling at these guys yelling at each other. But then she says, stop. I'm not talking about you in particular. I'm talking about all of you. We need to show the world we still run this place. I don't let anyone in my division disrespect me, so I'm going to go take out Maxine tonight. And then Ivy told Maxine in another segment that she was going to be there for her tonight. So Ivy was there for her, but she'd do a damn bit of good. You know who was supremely happy watching Raw last night? 
Who's that? Gravity. <laughs> yeah. Oh, poor Maxine. God bless her. This was the worst match of the year. No ocean cyclone suplexes in no this one. No oceanic cyclone suplexes. <laughs> Man, she got in there and mistimed every single solitary spot she tried. And they didn't do much. And, like, every single one of them. Rhea did not look happy. And she put her in the prison lock, refused to let go. Ivy hit the ring for the stare down. Holy smokes. Yeah. Kane and Katana did a video package. They liked to party. I don't know if you're aware of that or not. God. Adam Pierce came out of the ring, contract, called out CM Punk. So CM Punk comes out. He talks about his history in this building. It's all been bad. He debuted here and got sent to Ohio Valley. And then he walked out during the Royal Rumble and let everybody down. Didn't mention he had his first UFC fight and got smashed. And he says, you know, couldn't write a better television show. Ten years to the day, Punk walked out. Now he's walking back in, and he's signing that contract. I'm going to Raw. So Seth then came out, and they went face-to-face. And Seth did his version of the Hangman promo, which is its so funny when you really think about it. So Seth does his promo, and he goes, don't talk about how this is your house. He says, you spent ten years slandering me, everybody in that locker room. You abandoned this place. Now you're going to call it home it's not your home, it's my home. I've been here, everyone in the back, they're my brothers and sisters. I'll do everything in my power to protect this place from people like you. Let me make this clear, I want no confusion. I will say it plainly with every fiber of my being. I hate you, and if you are going to be a part of WWE again, I do want you on Raw, because the truth always comes out, pal. I know, you know, everybody else knows, this is your last chance. One of two things is going to happen. You're going to self-destruct, expose yourself. I'll be the guy to slam the door on your legacy. Or if by some miracle you have changed, well, if you've got any gas left in that old tank, maybe one day you'll be lucky enough to get in the ring with me for the world title. I will expose you for the fraud that you are. I will show you there are levels to this. I will wrestle circles around you. I will let you understand in real time what it means to be the best in the world. And Punk says, are you done? That's your one pass to stand here, speak to me disrespectfully without me coming after you. I've never asked for anything to be handed to me. Always done things the hard way. That's definitely one thing about CM Punk. He has always done things the hard way. He's entering the Royal Rumble, and when he wins, maybe Seth, he'll be coming after him. I thought this segment was outstanding. Outstanding. Oh, see, I, I thought you'd say bootlicker versus hypocrite or something like that. No, it was great. It's a great segment. Actually, it really was. Another great little match. It was short, but boy, was it sweet. Ivar and Bronson Reed. <laughs> Literally, the spots were let's run into each other. Let's run into each other again. Let's hit each other as hard as we can running at each other. And then they fought up top. Bronson Reed gave him a superplex off the top rope <laughs> pinned him it's awesome why does this thing keep going in the subscriber and subscriber only mode i don't Driving know me nuts when i was a kid they used to give us king kong bundy and kamala as a as a gift of two big guys who were bad guys just slamming into each other at top speed and i can tell you this their top speed 
nothing like what you're getting right now. Bronson Reed and Ivar doing a hell of a job going up against each other. This is the kind of mid-card feud I like. We had uh, Judgment Day doing a promo, and poor Truth comes out, and he's acting stupid. And so they gave him three weeks, then they killed him. He was absolutely destroyed. The Creeds ran down to make the save. Which actually, you know, now that I think about it, I wonder if Truth will cost Judgment Day the match next week and give the titles to the Creeds. Don't think that's impossible. Punk ran into Drew, and uh, the story here is that Punk kind of, you know, nobody there really wants him there, which sounds like another storyline I remember from recently. Katana and Caden beat Candice and Indy. Oof. That was uh, quick. They're getting a title shot next week. We had Becky coming down to the ring, and she calls out Nia Jax. Brian, I, look, I know you like them, but why all the bad gymnastic routines? I mean, they have got to let You're the only in. one, brother. It was the I same cannot, thing last week. You know why? Because everybody else has got such apathy towards them that, you know, they don't care if they want to party or not. No. They're, they're, they're much, much improved. Boy. And they, they're going to work rings around. Uh, I don't know about that, but. Ain't going to work rings around Bianca, Piper, most likely, Rhea, no, Chelsea. Chelsea is going to have <laughs> rings work around her. Becky came down to the ring, and she calls out Nia. And Nia says, you know, I'm here. I'm not fired anymore. She says, I punched you, and you know what? It was the best thing that ever happened to you. And Becky says, I don't hold anything against you. You've injured several people, almost ended a few careers. And Nia said, that's why everyone's still talking about me two years later. You have me to thank for your career. Now Becky's mad. And basically, she wants to prove that she would have been the man with or without Nia knocking her out. And she says, I came here for a fight. There's Nia to hit her again. Nia says, you need this more than me. And she leaves. Becky said it all already. You know, the whole deal with her is if the fans, once the fans, once the blood dried up, the fans would have left if they didn't care about me. And the best Nia could come back with is, you need this more than me. God, I hope they get rid of this quick. Then we had uh, Imperium versus DIY and The Miz. Seems like there's great confusion about whether Twitch should be subscribers only or free for this show. I thought it was supposed to be free. Am I wrong? I thought it was free if you had the Twitch gimmick. I don't know. Anyway, don't know. they can argue about that while I talk about this. Did I not mention the other day? Uh, I did, in fact, mention this, I'm sure. What's that? That uh, I don't have time to really go into all of this, but you can listen to the Brian and Benny Show Sunday. There were a lot of great things about AEW when they started that they're not doing anymore. And one of them was, you know, let's find all of the things that, that drive people nuts about WWE and let's not do it. And one of them was beating people in their hometown. And it became a deal where, like, every time you had a match in your hometown in AEW, you always won. And it, the fans were happy. There was never a problem with it. And then, you know, now it's like people are losing in their hometown frequently in AEW. Including, you know, at that show, that collision taping, which had like, what, 2,400 people or whatever in the building, and you bring out 2.0, and they're so impossibly over, and you beat them. Like, you couldn't beat Commander, who loses every single week. Commander beat them. Really? And I pointed out that, like, it's kind of amazing. Like, all the things that were great about AEW, you know, now WWE is doing it, and AEW is not doing it. Now AEW is beating everybody in their hometown, and here we have Imperium versus DIY and Miz. And you know, I had a guy going, well, you can't beat Commander and uh, Penta. They're going to be going for some belts or something. It's like you could make the same argument about Gunther and Imperium.
but they had no problem beating them here with DIY in the Miz in the Miz and Johnny Gargano's hometown. And the fans were so happy. And anyway, whatever. Yeah, you don't actually have to book the match, too. Like 2.0. That's the other one. Yeah, the, you didn't have to book 2.0 against guys you don't want to beat. That's, yeah. the, that's like the exact same thing we used to argue about WWE. It's like, why'd you beat this person in the hometown? Well, we can't beat the other guy. Well, what'd you put the match together for? Give the hometown guy someone they can beat. We said the exact same thing. It's now flipped. It's amazing. So anyway, DIY and Miz won. And now Miz is going to get another shot at Gunther. And then the main event was Cody and Shinsuke. And uh, Shinsuke blew the mist after like 18 minutes. I was ready to just like, I can't take it after a match that long. And uh, the feud is just beginning. Nakamura and Cody. That's what Cody has to do until the Royal Rumble. Back in a moment with more Observer Live. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. I got the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. I'm Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Tonight, Brian Vinny, Granny Craig, and Sean Show. We got a lot to talk about. Granny will be on as always. And uh, also, we will be reviewing the December 18, 1982 edition of World Class Championship Wrestling. Season 1, Episode 52 is what we'll be watching tonight. We're watching all the shows leading up to that big uh, 1982 Christmas cage match with Ric Flair and Kerry Von Erich. So uh, tonight, once again, December 18, 1982, Season 1, Episode 52 is what we will be watching. So uh, you can watch along. We'll review it tonight. Do the rest of the fun stuff as well. I'll be uh, posting on Granny's Facebook page momentarily what uh, the subject is for the Granny segment here tonight. So uh, that's coming up. And then tomorrow we will be back here, Observer Live, as well as the Lance Storm Show. And uh, Wrestling Observer Radio, Wednesday night, no Dave! So uh may just be me going solo, talking the news and reviewing AEW. So that's going to be fun. So uh, that's the plan for the next couple of days. And then uh, we'll have a lot of mic shows the week after because I'm going to be gone. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I will be unavailable for shows for uh, a week. <laughs> Good. Uh, oh, the things that you can talk about. Oh, I guess. The oh, the things you be, can think, Mike. All the things we're going to be talking about once this show is over with. Mm. Yeah. What? Yeah. You're not around? Well, we'll have to, to talk about that now, won't we? Oh, my God. Get out of here. Back next time, everybody. Wrestling Observer Live. You have been listening to the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the 8Side Network.